The Ford government laid out its agenda, which uh, over the next four years includes a lot. It was a shorter speech than normal. It did not have a lot of detail, but it talked about respect for parents, teachers, and getting failed ideological experiments out of the classroom. Also talked a little bit about uh, lowering gas prices and fixing hydro, which is not going to be easy. And um, I think a couple of good ones they're calling, of course, for the line-by-line audit and balancing the books. And naturally, the opposition ripped its hair out. Andrea Horvath using words like disgusting. She called it an offensive speech. I mean, the the NDP, by the way, their big talking point is backroom deals because everything's going to be a backroom deal for rich friends. But nonetheless... That's what the opposition does. I want to bring Adrian Batra into this conversation, editor-in-chief over at the Toronto Sun. Hello there. Great to be with you, Alex. Thanks for having me on. Always my pleasure. So, uh, shorter speech than we normally would get, which is not necessarily bad. It's not like throwing speeches are fun. Um, What was your takeaway? Well, I think that uh, the overarching takeaway is that very... uh, Everything that uh, Doug Ford talked about during the campaign has been laid out and presented to Ontarians in um, you know, five, six very succinct uh, line items. Mm-hmm. He's moving ahead with his promises and some of his commitments already. You can check a few tick boxes. And, you know, one of the things I think that was missed today is that the conversation about bringing the legislature back in July, which is an unprecedented thing, unprecedented thing to do, mm-hmm. but they have done it. Um, this government clearly is anxious to get to work right away. But one of the things I think that's got missed in, in everything, Alex, is that the, the York University strike, you know, talking about ending that and making sure, um, you know, students and teachers are are, are, are uh, on solid footing and, and get a good school year in. But I think that the tone, the narrative, I, I will say it was, I, I, I can only imagine what it was like for the lieutenant governor to have to read those words. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, don't, I, I don't think that she's used to, you know, saying things like respecting taxpayers' money and <laughs> things such as that. So that was uh, sort of a, an interesting little sidebar. But nonetheless, very clear, very straightforward, no sudden moves, no surprises. Anybody that comes out and says uh, with such hysteria, you know, the language of the opposition is disgusting. And it's, it's, it's just nothing but that hysteria. I was actually, I, it may just be me, but did Miss um, Horvath, does she seem to you angry? Oh, she was very angry. I was actually on a, on another network earlier uh, in the day talking about the uh, the reactions to the throne speech. And that was my whole thing. I, look, the, the political left in this, in this province is very angry. They're channeling that through Andrew Horvath. Ms. Horvath blew her opportunity to become the Premier of Ontario. She had radical candidates. She didn't denounce any of them. She wasn't prepared to bring back-to-work legislation. Ontarians abjectly rejected her vision of what Ontario should, how it should look in the, in the coming years. So now, um, you know, her role as Her Majesty's loyal opposition. Alex, they have a fundamental role to play in our democracy. Sure. I, I do not diminish that role at all. But let's be very clear. Doug Ford and the PC Party of Ontario received an overwhelming mandate from Ontarians to move ahead with fixing the books, 
and, and making these changes that he's proposing to make. Plus, there's so I mean, this the stuff that he's done right now, this is such low hanging fruit. The, the really hard work um, is to come. And so I think they should spare their anger for at least a week more, um, because otherwise they're going to be miserable. But there's so much to go after. Look, they did not give a lot of uh, um, we've not gotten a lot of, of detail on how they're going to balance the books. And that's important. Well, and I, and I would, as a fiscal conservative, um, that frustrates me that there's not a lot of meat on these bones. But Alex, the throne speech is not meant yeah. to be that. It's it's sort of like present you with the this, this almost a skeleton version of what is going to, what the government's going to be working on. Mm-hmm. When we see a budget, that is when the nitty, yeah. it will get down to the nitty gritty. That I think is is going to be key as to when we can actually see. Not only them going through the line by line, seeing where let's not forget that before the provincial election, Mm -hmm. the the liberals, the former liberal government, six billion dollars of their deficit was just kind of missing. So finding out where all the money is, because it's not just in the general revenue fund, which is the big pot of money. It's also in the Crown Corporation, right. it's in the agencies, it's in the board. But this is, this is a Herculean task, yeah. and it's going to take time. So I look forward to the budget. I look forward to hearing what Doug Ford's plan and his finance minister, Vic Fidelli's plan is to get Ontario back to balance. And, uh, you know, I, I think Ontarians are good with some of the stuff that he talked about today. Some of the other stuff nah, is still a point of debate. Well, we'll see. I mean, look, I, I think they invited trouble where it need not be by uh, repealing sex ed and putting in the old yeah. one. I think they could have left it and just done the changes, um, you know, as need be. I suspect and, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I suspect we'll get much of the same in the new curriculum. They may just they just may make it for a little bit older. Yeah, I think that would that sounds most reasonable. But I'm I am I'm in agreement with you. I don't like the fact that they just uh, tore it up and we reverted back to this antiquated notion. And in part, I'll, I'll answer this from two perspectives. I'll answer it from a former you know strategist spinner's perspective. They're losing the narrative of all the good stuff that yeah. they've done because everyone's focused on this idea that we've now reverted back to this. 1990s version of of you know this nostalgic version. But that's all spin too, because two years ago that that was that was like they were saying it was like it's all spin. Of course, yeah. of course. But you're going to see yeah. editorial pages littered with columns about it. You're going to see on the top of CBC's website. You're going to see all of this stuff that's going to flood sort of the the airwaves with with this negative of the of the school curriculum. I would have preferred, uh, which I think would have been the most more thoughtful thing. Go in and do your review as your new minister of education. Go start those consultations immediately. Go get that work done. And because, look, you and I are children, uh, parents of young children. Mm-hmm. You and I understand, you know, where their mentality is, what they're what what they are capable of appreciating and understanding. I think for for parents, learn their children learning about the realities of twenty eighteen bullying, cyber texting, sexting, those things. Those are realities now. But they're we not going to stop, Adrian. Like, as if it's no, all just going to stop. That. It's not. And, and by the way, I, I'm, in my opinion, the social justice stuff, um, it's it's far too pervasive. My kid comes home telling me stuff, and I'm like, are you, are you learning your ABC? Like, what are you learning yeah. here? It's Sorry, I think we've got to get back to basics. Well, so then let's pivot from that then to one other thing that was announced in the throne speech, which you mentioned right off the top, and that's sort of getting rid of this, you know, mysterious exploratory math. And that yeah. gets back to the basics on that. Yeah. So, look, as, as a parent, as, as an Ontarian, I think anybody really just wants their, their kids to, um, to to learn the basics, go go get educated, get get a job, get a career, be successful, and, and, and be a productive member of society. 
Um, this is this is an opportunity for for many many uh, Ontarians to to sort of hear what Doug's, uh, Doug Ford's vision is. Uh, they may not love it, but I, but again, this guy's been on the job for what a week and a half. Like, it doesn't or matter. Two weeks. It doesn't matter. Two weeks. And he's already accomplished so much. Right. But the other um, but mean, the other area that um, might become a sticking point is hydro, because all we yeah. are hearing now is the eight million dollars, even though it was a deal struck with the liberals, he would have gotten it regardless of Doug Ford. In fact, if, if Ford had fired him, he would have gotten the eight million dollars in, in uh, stock options rewards as well as the 10 point uh, whatever million that they negotiated for themselves. So, you know, but it doesn't matter. The optics are going to fall that we just paid him eight million bucks. Yeah, and and you sort of see that spilling out now because yesterday when we, I mean, it was that's a significant win for the Ford government. Yeah, um, getting him out. Look, th- from my understanding, uh, is those stock options were already baked in. This yeah. 2016 to 2018, yeah. that eight million dollars was already paid to him. Yep. So it wasn't. It's not like you know, in addition to. Yep. So, but like the the ten point six million dollars that the Liberals have given, we're about to give him as a golden parachute. Yeah, we didn't um, do that. Yeah, that, we didn't have to do that. So. I, look, I don't, I don't like how um, how much money these guys, uh, these so many of them get. But then we saw again today the MetroLink uh, yeah. chair resigns. Um, this is this is the new reality in Ontario. Doug Ford has set a tone for for how this this province needs to to clean up the mess and, and fix the books. Uh, that uh, no matter how much yelling and screaming from from the opposition party uh, parties uh, is really going to matter. He's got an overwhelming mandate to get things right. Keeping things interesting. Adrian, appreciate it. My pleasure, Alex. Thank you. Always. Thank you. Adrian Batra, editor-in-chief over at the Toronto Sun.